Hi, I'm Camille, and I have another Whimsy Dome Wellness Retreat guest that I'm interviewing today. She is going to be leading a session for us at the Women's Retreat that we have coming up here in just a few short days. So I'm so excited to welcome Kaylin onto the podcast, and I'm going to kick it over to you and let yourself let you introduce yourself. And I would love for you to start us off with the story of what brought you to yoga, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, hello, everyone, and hello, Camille. My name is Kaylin, and uh, I'm a 200-hour registered yoga instructor. I was certified in August of 2018, so I've been teaching for about five years, um, and I've always really loved yoga. My first introduction to yoga was actually with my mom. I was, I, I think I was a middle schooler. I think I was in eighth grade. My mom brought me to yoga at my high school, or, or my high school and middle school was connected. So. Sure. Um, so yeah, so she brought me to yoga, and I really, I loved it right away. You know, for me, going through middle school, as it is for a lot of other people, it was a really challenging time going through puberty, meeting new friends, you know, your body's changing, your friend groups are changing, and I know for me... I was also struggling with some health issues that uh, took me away from school quite a bit. I was gone from school like probably an average of once a week because I was sick. Um, mm. And uh, I went to many doctors and they were never really able to help me figure out what was going on. Um, and so I kind of was like in this battle with my body where my, I mean, I was getting. I, I won't go into all the details, but I was getting very ill, like, very regularly, and so I kind of developed this negative relationship with my body, because I wanted to go out with my friends, I wanted to be in school, um, but I was getting sick, and um, so, long story short, like, I just started to kind of hate the body that I had, and I had a very negative self-talk about my body, and... I was so self-conscious about who I was and uh, that I couldn't even raise my hand in class without fear of making myself bigger than I actually was. Sure. Um, I just, I didn't want anyone, honestly, I didn't want anyone to talk to me. I didn't want to be called on in class. I was just, I was in a really rough spot. And so yoga was amazing because it taught me how to stand tall mm -hmm. and it taught me how to reach my arms over my head to stretch my body and not be afraid of making my body bigger or um, expressing myself like physically uh, which then really helped me kickstart a better relationship with my body and you know I think that it was so helpful for me that I wanted I knew right away I wanted to share it because um, you know, when you're in that spot, when you're having, you know, dealing with feelings of anxiety and depression and you find a cure in a way, you, you can't help but want to share it because you don't want anyone else to feel that way. So, um, I, my very first, so in high school, after middle school's over, I'm practicing yoga and it's a great time. Um, I get to high school and we have free time in gym class but our gym teacher wants us to, like, for sure be doing some sort of physical activity. So I led a group of girls into a yoga flow. Oh, wow. And, 
Yes, and I absolutely loved it. It was, there's something about teaching yoga that is so empowering for me because I'm using my voice and I'm using my body, but the attention isn't about me, it's about each individual person in Mm -hmm. class. And so I guess that's like, kind of sums up where I first was like, yep, I'm going to be a teacher one day. Um, I love that. I love that, right? When you get so excited, when you're in the field of helping other people, you just can't help but get so excited. You want to share it with other people, like you're saying. And I love how you explained it as you you found a place where you were able to take up that space and kind of allow yourself to to be present. I wonder, you know, I just know there's a lot of positive psychology and studies that reinforce, you know, if you can hold a smile and get your body in that place, then your emotions can kind of sync up with it. I wonder if there was some sort of, you know, connection there that by putting you in these very heart-opening positions during yoga and that started to trickle into your confidence, like, outside of yoga, you know how they say if you, you know, smile, it will eventually, your your body will feel happy if you, you know, can hold that smile long enough. It goes both ways. You can think a thought and feel that emotion or you can put yourself in that emotion and then you can get yourself there. I know I'm kind of explaining it weird, but do you think that there that was a part of it? Was that you were feeling confident in this one arena and then that kind of trickled over into your school and other areas? Yeah, I think uh, like the practice of moving my body allowed me to feel comfortable uh, just moving my body in everyday scenarios and therefore like when you're so like when you're in your yoga practice and you're moving you're generating energy and so for me I felt like from my practice it able I was able to bring like the energy that I created from that into my outside world which kind of like what you said it did help me develop my confidence um especially with when I did start teaching a little bit like the confidence of of being heard like I just kind of went through this phase in my life where I was just I was just afraid, I was fearful, and um, yeah, the being able to exercise my voice and my body really, you know, it's a practice, and I exercised it, and now I feel so much more comfortable and confident within myself, and just like within my everyday movements, you know, like I can walk to the, to the mailbox and not feel anxiety, whereas in middle school, I probably would have felt that. Sure. That energy in motion kind of helped direct that energy somewhere and not just kind of let it bubble up to the surface and not really, you know, come up as unidentified anxiety versus now you could kind of shift it and direct it and, you know, maybe intentional with it during your practice. I love that you got your start in teaching, instructing, you know, on a group base. Uh, at such a young age, being able to share that and now you get to, you know, be a part of more, you know, so much greater and bigger organizations. Like you're saying, you're working on a retreat of your own coming up here um, in your area, which is amazing. And I love that we're able to connect, you know, and and share your expertise with um, my, you know, area of people. Uh, It's just such a, a ripple effect, right? I'm sure that instructor that you went to when you were a middle schooler with your mom had no idea the impact that they would have on you and you get to kind of have that butterfly effect and ripple on to other people's lives. What ha- Do you find that you are 
you you do you feel like you're still advancing your yoga now so many years down the line are you still finding ways to be able to challenge yourself with it like I know you describe it a lot as a practice and do you feel like you're at a level of mastery with it or do you feel like it's just such an area that you will never have true mastery over you'll always be able to dig deeper and kind of find a different meaning or or find a different strength for sure so what's cool about yoga is it really teaches you to Um, meet your body where you're at Mm -hmm. and your body isn't the same every day and so some days a pose like hurdler's pose or even something as simple as a crescent lunge can feel really easy and awesome and then the next day it can be really challenging sure Um, so I feel like it really I mean like it, it you meet your body where you're at and I'm definitely not a master. I've been practicing for a while, and, you know, a lot of my practice is through teaching more beginner classes, so I guess you could say I'm a master at some of the basics, but there's definitely a lot of arm balances, a lot of um, certain twists that I don't know, and, like, there's poses that I look at them, like, oh, that's so cool, but I don't know what it's called, and I've never tried it. I just love that it just seems like something where you will never, nobody ever is fully, you know, a master, and and maybe master is the wrong word for it, but it just seems like there's endless opportunity for improvement, like you're saying, meet your body where it's at, like each day brings its own obstacle, I feel like that gives you such a, gives you kind of that space from reality. How much do you feel like yoga, moving your body... Oh, let me, I'm all over the place. Let me ask you a question. Do you meditate outside of yoga? Yes, I do. I have, it's not an everyday thing. Sure. Um, But I like to meditate for like 20 minutes, like two to three times a week. Um, And I find that it's really helpful to reset my brain, reset um, just my energy levels I mean to wake up at you know 6 or 7 a.m. and to work for eight hours straight is a huge a huge ask out of somebody and for me if I schedule like 20 minutes just to close my eyes and do nothing I can come back to my work and feel refreshed and feel grounded and ready to continue and to pursue on Um, and within my yoga classes that I instruct. So I work at Bodhi Studios in Prescott, Wisconsin, and right now I'm teaching three classes a week. My most popular class is called Bodhi and Soul, which is a 60-minute vinyasa class. So we have 50 minutes of vinyasa flow, and then I designate the last 10 minutes for Shavasana, which is essentially a meditation. It's the very final pose of your practice where you lay on your back and you close your eyes. You focus in on your breathing and you try to relax every muscle and slowly your mind will follow. So um, I also think that um, yoga is a form of meditation. So for the first 50 minutes of class, you're doing moving meditation to really grab your attention and keep you present with your body in in the moment. And then the last 10 minutes is for you to let your focus soften and let your body and your mind totally relax and let go to really drift into that nice deep state of meditation, which I do plan to incorporate 
on your women's retreat, which I'm so excited for. Um, Yoga by the River, a 45-minute flow um, with like a 10-minute shavasana is the goal. So hopefully we can uh, incorporate some of that yummy meditation time into that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. The reason I ask is I, I struggle with sitting still meditation and the way that you described getting into that headspace when you're allowed to move your body i've found that i'm in the most meditative state when i am doing yoga when i am moving my body or walking like i just know there's certain different types of personalities that can you know some people have to move their body to kind of be able to kind of tune things out um, uh-huh. So I was hoping you were like, no, I don't meditate. I just do yoga. I'm like, dang it. I got to meditate. And I go, you know, it's, always, it's a practice, right? It's something we're always going to get better at. Um, but I definitely find that my brain gets the quietest when I'm in yoga, when I'm focusing on just what my body is feeling, what my breath work is doing. I'm able to kind of let those other thoughts about the day um, kind of simmer down a little bit versus when I'm working out. I'm thinking about it from such a technical aspect where I'm not able to really like fully let down my guard, I guess, and still, and I'm sure in in different yoga classes, you're still, you know, you're very active. It's not a joke. (laughs) It's not as passive as one might think. There's definitely a lot of intention there. Um, But yeah, I was just curious to see what your personal practice, you know, how you integrate that quiet space during yoga and then also so you do give yourself time in between but it sounds like you use it as kind of a midday pick me up um which I like that because I do have clients you know sometimes in the morning sometimes at night so I do find myself having long days where I do have a section in the middle where I could um deploy something like that as well and you'd be surprised how fast 20 minutes goes and you don't even need to do a full 20 minutes if you can only schedule five to ten minutes that's um that's great too I guess for me I find that when I am trying to meditate when I'm on my own the first 10 minutes is me trying to quiet down my body and really relax and the way I like to look at it to help people is when you're like lying down trying to meditate versus trying to like control your thoughts and get them to just stop the idea is you kind of take this third-party perspective like You take a step back and rather than letting your thoughts and your emotions like grab your attention and run away with it, you you just observe your thoughts and you let your thoughts flow without judging them, just letting them almost like clouds in the sky, Mm. like watching the clouds pass by versus holding them there and, and letting like the thoughts and the feelings grow and get bigger. So for me, like the first 10 minutes is just this, like this observing my thoughts. And then it's like, before you even know it, you're like not thinking about anything and you're, you're, it feels like you're asleep, but you're not quite asleep yet. Sure. Um, but yeah. And I just wanted to share something really, what I think is quite interesting. Um, yoga was created for actually for young boys. Um, hmm. so in India it's part of their religion to practice meditation and they were struggling to get like the young boys in their community to get to the state of meditation which makes sense because young boys they are full of energy bouncing off the walls um, and so they found that when they put the, the kids through this rigorous yoga routine through these different postures and um, twists and bends that they were able to get them like 
almost tucker their body out sure. enough that they were able to finally relax, rest and be still at the very end. And so that's why maybe when you are trying to meditate, it it is a good idea to take a quick walk or mm-hmm. I don't know if you're in your house, do a couple jumping jacks to get your heart rate up uh, or something. So, yeah. Right, yeah, do a little kind of stretch routine. I, I let myself, you know, as part of my warm-up for my working out, I'll do kind of a flow stretch. I've had clients ask me, like, have you ever been a yoga instructor? I'm like, no, I've attended a few yoga classes, but I definitely have that, like, I'm going to talk you through every step of what you should be thinking about right now kind of a, a disposition, um, which is fun. But, and yeah, I think originally when I approached meditation, and I know this is about yoga and meditation, but they go hand in hand. We're here having a conversation. It's fine. Um, uh-huh. I thought the goal was to have no thoughts, and I think what I'm realizing now, the more people I talk to, the goal is to just not let your attention be taken away by these thoughts. The goal isn't no thoughts, so I would kind of have a thought and try to, like, shunt it away, but I literally like the way that you described it in terms of kind of just more visualizing, you know, seeing it, witnessing it from an outside perspective, you know, non-judgment, just letting the thoughts pass. Because I think one of the biggest, you know, benefits of meditation is not just calming you down and getting you recentered, but also tuning in and tapping in to that inner wisdom. And I think you can have big, you know, some people call them downloads or you know, inspired action that can come from a meditation session. Do you find that in your experience that you have new ideas come to you during meditation or is it more of a a wind down, a recluse session for you? For me, I would say it's it's a wind down and a a relaxing moment for me and a recharge moment. But I will say that I, I know what you're talking about. I've talked with a lot of people too who feel like they get downloads from their meditation and inspired action, and and I'm that's great. Like that's I'm really happy for people who feel that in their meditation. For me, it comes like a little bit after. So like I've meditated, sure. and I you know wake up and I go on with my day, and then like the ideas, sure. and maybe the downloads start coming in. Um, And also, like, this could vary upon, like, the depth of your meditation, because you you can, if you're getting really deep into meditation, your mind can really take you to places you've never been before, and it's hard to describe. Sure, sure. Um, But, so it's really different for everybody, and it depends on a lot of different factors. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm sure at different seasons in your life, you know, you'll get different things out of it. And it kind of seems like one of those things where, like you're saying, it's called a practice for a reason. You go into it and you get what you need for that day, basically. And imagine, like, in your yoga practice, too, right? Like, we're not always just trying to be, quote-unquote, more flexible, whether we're trying to, you know, sit in a posture with a little bit better, you know, longer or more core tight or more engagement or more activation, whatever it is. I'm sure it kind of changes day to day um, as time goes on. Um, But so it sounds like you have a lot of expertise in um, beginner, you know, beginner level classes. Would What would you say for anybody that might have a ailment or an injury that they're working around are you able to give you know adaptations to movements for them or how does that work during your practice definitely so i try my best to 
talk to those people who do have an injury that they're working with or maybe they just don't quite have the mobility in their body that a post requires um and definitely there's always variations and usually when i'm teaching a class there's you know 10 15 20 people in the room so i can't always 100% cue a perfect variation for everyone within the hour of my class mm-hmm. so i always say that if the if the pose is hurting you get out of the pose you know you can and in many poses you can drop a knee you can you know bring your hands to the ground you can use different blocks and still be getting a great workout, a great stretch, um, and also you're continuing to practice by, you know, continuing your breath work. So it, it depends, like like I said, on the injury. Um, some classes, like I know a lot of people have issues with their wrists. Sure. So like some classes are catered more towards um, more standing poses versus like hands and knees and downward dogs. Sure. Um, so yeah, like it's, it depends on the day. You really have to read your students in the room and you can tell when someone's, you know, hurting or struggling with a posture. And my biggest adjustment and variation really is usually just dropping a knee down because it's, or like if you were doing a weighted yoga class, instead of, you know, having weights in both hands, doing one arm at a time. Sure. Yeah, so it sounds like there's, you know, everybody who's coming to the retreat will have, you know, something that we can work with. And and I don't believe we have any, you know, being in, that I'm a personal trainer full-time, I run into this all the time. Everybody's got something they're working on, right? We're balancing out left side to right side. We got knees. We got necks. We got elbows we're worried about. Um, so we, we shoot... I, um, we make adapt adaptations on the fly all the time in in my industry in my world, um, so I can definitely help pitch into if we, if you see something I can help, you know, kind of direct sure. people in one way. I am just super excited about the women's retreat and being able to have you know welcome you into our space, and I'm excited. I think my main goal for this retreat is to kind of have everybody you know welcome everybody into my safe space, make it a really space where we all can share and learn and connect from each other. And to expose ourselves to true wellness. So eating good food, moving our bodies, setting intentions, just being very mindful and very present. And hope that people can kind of take nuggets of that and bring it back into their the normal hustle and bustle of their life. And kind of maintain a little bit of that peace into their, their, their crazy chaos life. Um, I... What are you the most excited about? Are you excited to te- to hold your session? Are you excited to pick up on some of the other things? I know before we hopped on, you were excited about or telling me about some of the other things in the retreat that you were looking forward to. What are you most looking yeah. forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to a little getaway um, in the woods. I love being in nature. Uh, I'm also really excited to be surrounded by a bunch of women and uh, that are interested in things that I'm interested in. I know we have like the birth chart readings, the re- uh, the facial reflexology, and like the Reiki healing, and I love all of that. So I'm really excited to nurture myself as well as nurture the women around me. 
Um, and I feel so lucky that I'm able to teach at the retreat too because I, I love taking yoga, but I really love teaching because, like I said earlier, it just like empowers me and fills me up in a way that no other profession or activity really has. And so to be able to lead uh, is really is really fun for me. Um, so I'm really excited for that. I'm also excited to see your beautiful whimsy dome. I, yeah. I, yeah, the photos just look so cool. And like I said, the idea of being away from the hustle and bustle of the city and in nature sounds amazing. Awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, the, the whimsy dome is quite the place. Uh, we'll see if the mosquitoes carry us away when we're doing yoga down by the river, but we'll figure it out. We will always find a way to be at one with nature. Yeah, I think I'm the most excited to feel everybody's energy kind of in one roof. Uh, I live in the middle of nowhere, it seems. I'm located in Wallace, Michigan. We're in the UP. There is not a huge population of young people in the area. So being here in this neck of the woods, it has been harder to connect with like-minded individuals um, because, you know, either people, most of the people that grow up here, they go off to school and then they leave and they never come back. So they're, like I said, there's just not a lot of younger, you know, people still in the area. So I'm just excited to be able to open my home up to a place where I can welcome people that are as open to woo as I am, you know, and it's a, a learning experience for me to be able to have, you know, I've never had Reiki done before, so I'm excited to share that and hear the experiences from other people having their Reiki session done. I think the, the whole, you know, retreat is really energy in motion and how can we get our energy to work with us rather than against us. Um, so I just am so grateful that you were able to carve out a little bit of time for me and I'm excited that you are bringing some friends to the retreat and I'm so very grateful you'll be able to uh, facilitate a session for us. I'm excited for Yoga by the River and yeah, do you, what would you say to somebody who's never taken a yoga class before? What would be your words of encouragement for them? I would say to just try it and it's pro you're probably going to be uncomfortable at first, but try it once and then try it one more time. And I think that without a doubt, you're, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to feel so, a sense of peace in your heart and in your mind and, and your body's going to thank you. They say use it or lose it, so sure. better start using it. <laughs> and you, um, yeah, you just have so much calmness around you, too. I'm sure you make it really comfortable for people that are part of the class. Like, what if you fart during class? Like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm sure you have had lots of experiences like that where you're able to just, like, nope, it's just part of the body. Move along. Don't yeah. worry too much about that. Yeah, and the thing is, is people are always worried about maybe um, not being as good as the other people in the class, sure. and for me, I always cue, pretend it's just you, and yes, there's other people around you, but don't look at other people, I mean, you can look and, you know, to see if you're maybe doing the posture correctly if it was your first class, but for the most part, don't compare yourself to anybody else. This is for you and your body, and what anybody else looks like has nothing to do with you. So just try not to judge, which is so much easier said than done. I realize mm -hmm. that, but um, I like to always remind people of that, that it's for you. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. You versus you. 
I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I appreciate all this time, and I can't wait for the retreat. I'm so excited to have you over. Thanks. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast, and I'm really looking forward to your retreat, too. And thank you for all your hard work for putting together such an awesome agenda. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you.